When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. This is the big chart that we're gonna be talking about in this video today. And if I'm gonna be honest with you, I see this chart as being an egregious example of economic revisionism, of manipulation of data, or if you wanna go all the way on this, uh, Orwellian thought control. Not unlike in the book 1984, where, where all this economic data and, and the production coming out of the economy, these numbers were continually manipulated to change the perception of the average citizen. And in a little bit here, I'm going to explain why I think that's the case. But first, I want to explain exactly what's going on in this chart. All right. Um, this is the savings rate here in the United States. These next three charts, by the way, um, they are courtesy of the Department of Commerce, Goldman Sachs, Global Investment Research, and, of course, Zero Hedge. That's where I, where I originally picked up on this, this article, this news. This is the U.S. savings rate dating back to 1990. Now, this red line is up until maybe a week or two ago, what most people accepted as the U.S. savings rate. Okay, And as you can see right here, you know, over the last couple of years, it had dropped precipitously. Okay, Now, some people would say that's people dipping into their savings because they're out of work or they're not making enough or, okay, or whatever. Um, to other people, that they, they see that as, well, consumers are consuming more. They're dipping into their savings to, I don't know, spend, right? And, and that's what drives our economy forward, consumption and debt, right? However, when it drops this far, you know, as you can see, it's dropping that far back in 2005, 2006, it puts a consumer in a tough spot because less savings makes them less financially resilient. It also means that there's less room for the economy to grow in the future, right? There's less spending, less consuming, because again, it grows on consumption and debt. There's less consumption that can occur in the future from people dipping into their savings. And so what happened basically is that the government went in and revised this, right? They changed it. Well, all of a sudden, it looks like we missed a couple things, okay? A massive revision right here. So basically what they said is actually the the investment or sorry, the, the savings rate, which previously you thought was around 3%, it's actually around 7%, right? Wow, how could we miss all this data, right? And, and look, I'm all for accurate data, but we have to question these types of revisions. This is a massive revision, and it's incredibly important. Um, I'll get to exactly why that's the case in, in a minute here. But this is important, right? A 4% revision in over a doubling of the U.S., um, savings rate among what I'm assuming is uh, consumers. That's that's huge, right? That totally changes some people's outlook on the uh, economy over the next couple of years. And as I said, a massive revision, right? Revisions occur in the past and, and these small revisions, okay, I, I'm willing to accept that because no data is going to be perfect and, and data, new data might come in and it might change past data, right? Okay. But these types of revisions, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not willing to buy that, that this is a normal 
um, run-of-the-mill revision. No, what, what happened is that whatever um, organization it was that, that was, whether it's the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Treasury, um, I'm not exactly sure that actually, it looks maybe the Department of Commerce that is throwing together all this data. Um, what I see this as is they realized, hey, we, we need to fudge some of these numbers to, to make the economy look like it's stronger than it actually is. So this is showing where these revisions are actually coming from. Okay, And as you can see, as a whole, these total revisions are going up, 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 right? This black line, that's the total revisions to the U.S. savings rate. And as a whole, it's usually being revised upwards, okay? And so what you have here, the, the new additions, it, you, you have an increase in proprietor's income, meaning oh, I take that as, as small business owners. I, I don't know all the details as, as to what goes into these different categories, but, but small businesses, people taking larger profits. And, and the, the article actually said, you know, did this actually also prompt an increase in, in uh, uh, tax audits by, by the IRS? Um, this line right here is compensation, so a small bump in, in wages. Um, asset income. This is a huge segment of this increase. This is mostly things like um, a larger amount of dividends from from corporations, from stocks. And so this is essentially, as the article pointed out, shifting savings or earnings or whatever you want to call it, income from the corporation to the consumer. doesn't really change anything. That's the big thing here is that nothing's really changed. They've just changed how they classified a lot of data or maybe found a little bit of income that they didn't necessarily see before. And then a little bit here for for outlays that's you know vague and then other right other actually accounts for for almost a full half percent bump in the last year last year and a half or something like that so why am i so upset about this as i said at the beginning of this video you know i see this as economic revisionism data manipulation orwellian thought control right because revising this upwards totally changes the outlook and, and you know from a, from an economics point of view a monetary policy point of view the fed can use this as proof as hey the consumer still has a lot of spending to do right they can still draw a lot from their savings accounts to spend money and drive the economy forward right they can use this as justification to say the economy is still in good shape it's still resilient robust whatever and we're going to continue with our rate hike program okay and, and a whole bunch of other things. You know, you can use this for all sorts of other, you know, effectively, um, this this could make the GDP look like it's going to be much better in the future than, than what the numbers will actually come in as. And of course, that numbers, those numbers themselves are, are manipulated. But, but why am I so upset about this? Well, you know, if you went around, I want to show you this chart right here. Over the last 10 years, this is China's GDP growth on an annual or, or a quarterly basis. Uh, of course, on a... On a, on a yearly basis in, in terms of percentage year over year. Um, if you went around and you asked, I don't know, 100 people here in the West, here in the United States, Europe, that are familiar with economic data coming out of China, right? whether they're analysts or traders or whatever, people that are familiar with this, you ask them, is this legitimate? I'm going to guess that a lot of them are going to say, you know, probably not. Probably not that Beijing and China, um, they're, they're kind of infamous for fudging their data, making their GDP look better than what it is. Or what I see in the last five years as, as being even more obvious 
just a smoothing out of the data, right? Smooth sailing. You don't need to worry about huge moves in the GDP. You know, over the last year or two, it's, it's been really just hovering around 6.7%, right? Why is that the case? Well, a lot of people, including myself, would say it's manipulation of data, right? I don't think there's any doubt that China's economy has grown a ton. Um, it, it's, it's been a bit of a Keynesian growth more than anything else, a ton of spending, ton of infrastructure spending, which has racked up a ton of debt. But, you know, on the surface, it looks like debt, it looks like economic growth, but I don't think it's extremely healthy. Their, their economy is huge. It's big, right? But all their growth over the last 10 years has not necessarily been the best type of growth considering their current debt bubble. I still don't think that their GDP numbers were this high or this steady over the last, you know, five-ish years. And if you ask most people, they would say, yeah, absolutely, that is manipulation, but they're not willing to ask the same question about data like this, right? They're not willing to ask, hmm, has the Department of Commerce, the Treasury, Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Federal Reserve, are they manipulating this data to change our perception? And that's what it really comes down to, changing our perception of the economy, right? Again, going back to the book 1984, you had this, this, and again, you have to remember when it was written, right after World War II, I think 1948 was published, somewhere in that time frame. Their, their, their government, the, the all-powerful government in that book, they would always be releasing economic data. And, and you know, when I first read the book, probably back in high school or middle school, that didn't mean a whole lot to me, economic data, okay. But, it, but you know, it, it, it clicks now. It makes sense now. Because what they would do is, again, thinking about the era, they weren't, I don't think, usually reporting things like savings rate or GDP or whatever. Maybe they had those types of numbers. But, but the big ones that they were doing is, is things like production, right? Production of, of things like consumer goods. Um, alcohol, vehicles, uh, you know, airplanes. I don't know exactly what they had in the book. Food, different food, um, food goods, and they would always be producing more and more, always beating expectations. And yet, the standard of living for the average citizen, the average consumer, whatever, in in the book was always falling. And yet, people thought the economy was always doing better and better because they were always beating the expectations. Well. Their, their life certainly did not line up with that perception, right? You have to ask yourself, is your life lining up with this perception, especially as this, this economic data continues to be changed in the future? Another great example of this, this is over from Shadow Stats, okay? Give credit where credit's due. John Williams and his, his, uh, his um, website, Shadow Stats, which I highly suggest you check out, even as a membership for some people if you're interested in that. This is the unemployment rate, okay? Um, this red line is the official number that you usually hear quoted as currently being under 4%, I believe, like 3.8, 3.9, something like that. This is the Shadow Stats number, right? Over 20%. It tells a totally different story about the economy, right? And and for unemployment, I'm not sure, exactly sure what he uses. I think he, he includes some different numbers in there that the government doesn't. I'm not sure with this one if he uses previous methodology or not, but but certainly if you look at something like this, um, again, same thing, inflation, okay? This is the, let's see here, look at official, so we'll go back to, we'll go back to, yeah, 1990 it looks like, this one looks like, it goes back to, to 2000, okay? Um, so what we have here is is this red line and this yellow line, which are very close, just the official CPI and the experimental CCPI, okay? Whatever that means, experimental CCPI. I'd have to do research on that myself. 
Okay, this is what they're officially reporting inflation at. So currently, you know, around 3%, you know, dating back to, to the Great Recession after that dip, it's been under 4% and, and slightly under 0% at one point, but mostly between 4 and 0%, okay? Well, what they do, instead of just thinking up random numbers and saying, look, inflation's higher than what it actually is, I'm talking about shadow stats here, um, what they do is they actually just take the very same methodology that the government used in the past, in this case back in 1990, to calculate inflation, and they use that methodology going forward on the new data that's coming out. And lo and behold, it shows inflation to be much higher than what it actually is. Actually, it's around 6%, above 6%, which is like double what the government says it is. That's significant. This significantly changes your outlook on what the economy is. You've gone from quote unquote price stability, which I would think would be like around 0%, not above 0% consistently, but whatever. Again, redefinition of terms. You're thinking or- Orwellian thought control here, but uh, but uh, but no, doubling the, the inflation totally changes one's uh, outlook on the economy. How about this? Gross domestic product. This red line, this is the official numbers okay this is the bea so what bureau of economic analysis i think or or i don't know there's so, so many uh, you know, alphabet agencies this is the alternate one okay this reflects the inflation adjusted gdp okay and, and and some other things and and basically this is i guess maybe a more intelligent way of looking at things well check this out we haven't been in a period of economic expansion since like 2005 right we never came out of that recession. We're still lagging way behind. And, and you know, again, part of this is just, well, inflation's actually higher than what it is. So, of course, GDP is actually going to be lower than what the official number is because they're not accounting for all this inflation. Um, but, again, totally changes your outlook on how the economy is. And you have to ask yourself, do you see this reflected in your own life? There, there's going to be that the, the, the segment of the population that are going to say, no, things have been going great since the Great Recession. And, sure, maybe... Maybe they have been, right? Um, but keep these things in mind. You know, are things really changing, right? Maybe technology is improving. And and maybe that's influencing some of our bias on, on how we view economic growth or how we view, view our own financial position, right? But just because we, we all of a sudden have smartphones and Wi-Fi and all the, the the perks that come with with all this new technology, doesn't mean that you know financially we're better off as a whole, as a country, a country of of, of consumers of individuals. Doesn't mean that we're better off um, in terms from from jobs or income or anything like that. Especially when you take into account inflation. I mean, you, you again, you can say, hey, my my wages have grown you know three or four percent on average since since the Great Recession. Well. What if inflation is actually a lot higher than what you thought? What if inflation was like six percent? You're you're taking a pay cut, right? Your your income's not even keeping up with inflation, right? Um, here's another one: U.S. dollar index. This is there the official number. Um, this is uh, what the the strength of the dollar indexing dating back to 1985 or financial versus trade weighted dollar index. It well, hey, look, it's actually much weaker than what they say it is. Uh, the official uh, you know, numbers and be putting in the the mid sixty range, and and their numbers are actually below sixty. So this is some great example of, of just great you know critical analysis of these numbers. Be critical of these numbers, right? I I'm looking forward to the day when the criticism of these numbers and the skepticism surrounding them 
is a mainstream thing that I can see these articles on CNBC, right? I can see Forbes talking about how phony this number is or, or the Wall Street Journal. It doesn't have to just be us because, you know, this economic revisionism, it, um, it's gonna, if, A, it's going to be painful because it means that a lot of people are going to think that the economy is much better than it actually is. It's much healthier than what it actually is. Um, it also just lends uh, the, the government and, and those that publish this, this data to having more and more control over our perception of the economy, Right. All signs, you know, I, I imagine a future where all signs can be pointing to us being in a significant recession or depression. But people are going to say, well, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, well, the, the, the Bureau of Economic Data, well, the, the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, whatever, their data is saying we're not in a recession, so I'm not buying that. Well, be critical of this data, right? And, and think about your own life. Is your own life reflective of, of an economy that's in a recession, of a depression? Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a question for you to answer on your own. But you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in my comment section. Um, this is this is something I always enjoy uh, shining a light on: economic data and and the revision of that economic data. Right? Nobody ever questions if there's a political bias behind this, and yet the numbers that are published have have such a big effect on the economy, or the, I should say, the perception of the economy, and and indirectly the economy. I mean, imagine how much economic growth. Um, not not real real growth, but but the appearance of growth can come from things like the stock market going up another ten percent because it looks like inflation is within um, you know the Fed's targets or 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 you know under control or or the GDP is better than what people expected. You know, think of this last quarter of GDP growth. You know, think of those types of numbers. Um, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.